Welcome back, guys. Cliff, Chandra, and Dustin here, Not Gospel Studios. We just watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and we're going to talk about it because there are things to be said about it. So, this is Not Gospel. We all grew up in Kentucky in Pentecostal homes, kind of. Well, you were partly in Florida. We're still talking so. about Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm just saying perspective-wise. Well, segue. We, <laughs> we grew up with certain spirituality. We were in the Bible Belt. And yes. Very conservative Christian, uh, let's say, fundamentalist Christian theology type thing. And I'm wondering if we all noticed the similar things in the movies and that we're just crazy because of where we grew up with, or if this mm. was purposeful and everyone across the world's going to notice things. Okay. Well, let's So start, did you notice things? Let's start with a hot take of... <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the movie, like on a scale of one Did, to ten? Were you noticing religious undertones? Oh, well, okay, so forget okay. what I said. <laughs> Hold on, before we get to the details, the quick and dirty of what do you think, scale of one to ten, what do you think about the movie? You're at a five. Five. Okay. Like it was entertaining, it was good, I wouldn't really care to watch it again. All right. Chandra. Six and a half. Okay. I would give it a, I'd give it a solid seven. I would say good, not great. In my opinion, yeah. eight, nine, tens, tens, perfect movie. Eight mm -hmm. and nines are great movies. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, eight, nines, tens. I'll watch again. Mm -hmm. Usually, this I probably won't watch again, but I enjoyed it. I give yeah. it a seven, and I think my scale on it is subconsciously jaded by the fact that the past four Marvel movies have been total dog poo. I didn't even watch. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so when you yeah. get to this, like people are dipping out. They don't care anymore. Oh, it, everything since. This is the best thing, in my opinion, that Disney's put out, Disney Marvel, since No Way Home. And I thought No Way Home was excellent. Mm -hmm. Oh, No Way Home was great. But uh, Quantumania was poo-poo. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness, Didn't even watch it. Uh, we, well, I watched I it. I watched it, and it, to me it was a kid movie, but it was too serious to be a kid movie. Mm -hmm. So it, was an, it, it lands in a place where it's like, I'm good. After the fact, I now enjoy it. Mm. Well, so let's talk about this movie. The first thing Chandler wants to talk about, now that we've gotten our ratings out of the way. Uh, also, I will say this. I don't recommend it I, to parents with, with children, young children. Screen it first. Screen it first. Even mm. though I liked it, I don't think this is a kid's movie. I am not letting my kids. I have a nine, nine and below. If I had an, a 10-year-old, I would not let them watch this movie, I don't think. It's, to me, my, it's just a little too dark. So, little heavy. But, now. Are we doing spoilers? Oh, yeah. This is spoilers. Just so you know, spoilers throughout. We're going to talk about specific mm -hmm. details about the movie. Yeah. This content is brought to you by NotGospelStudios.com. If you want to support the channel but don't know how, just click on over to NotGospelStudios.com, follow and subscribe to us on all of our listening platforms, and then click the store icon where you can purchase Not Gospel Studios merch, including custom spray art. If you'd like your own custom spray art painting, just click the custom spray art icon, and as you're checking out, in the additional notes section, tell us what you want on your painting. We'll create your painting, post the video of it, and you can watch the entire process of how your painting was created while you're waiting for your custom artwork to arrive at your door. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and watching and supporting, and keep being awesome, because that's how God made you. Was I just being a crazy religious person, or mm. did you see religious undertones in it also? So here's my problem 
that I have when I watch movies. Mm -hmm. I shut my brain off. Oh. So, so like a lot of times when people are like, oh, I didn't like the political undertones and things like that. I'm just like, eh, I didn't notice. I'm, you just enjoy I'm here for what to it just is. be entertained. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't. I mean, he was literally a god to a planet. You weren't thinking about what they were saying about us and what we think about our god. Nope. Interesting. <laughs> so I was just well, brain off, entertain it. To me, the god in the movie that makes this whole planet of people, it seems very much like they are taking what Christians believe and say what they say Christ about Christians and put it in a movie. And made us just this bunch of ignorant people worshiping a violent God that we don't even know. And it was just crazy. See, <clears throat> to me, the one time they really talked about God and religion was, was mm -hmm. actually, I thought, very, very effective. I felt like the one time they kind of went to God was when the otter said, it's not about the hands that make us, it's about the hands that guide the hands. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when they were actually talking about God was actually a just I felt thing. like that sweet little otter was the only bone it threw us in terms of what a real Christian would be like. First off, I know mm -hmm. the comic lore. Yeah. So as someone who follows the comic mm -hmm. lore, I don't see them deliberately making moves to jab at Christianity because these... Mm -hmm crazy celestial beings of super super power doing these things almost godlike god tier type mm -hmm. stuff is pretty common in the comic lore yeah so that to me makes it where it's like i get it, it, it they're not making fun of god or making fun mm -hmm. of christians in my opinion they're following the well the you don't think the lore. original comic creator was doing that and they're just continuing with it no i'm thinking i'm, I'm thinking their stories are influenced by their life mm -hmm. and they're influenced by religion and all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. but to make wild and crazy stories benevolent mm -hmm. god type characters and non-benevolent god type characters mm -hmm. and i think this one is just one of those non-benevolent god type characters interesting because to me, it seemed extremely obvious and hateful. Well, and also, I anticipate from people, especially like James Gunn and those mm -hmm. people who are not Christians in Hollywood, I anticipate their thoughts. They're not trained in theology the way I am and all this. I anticipate their thoughts and the supernatural when you get into super powerful cosmic stuff to be completely crazy, wild, and out there. Mm -hmm. So I have a tendency to, maybe you can call it being desensitized to it. I have a tendency to just kind of like ignore all of that because I feel like it's a child trying to explain to me how a computer works. Mm -hmm. It's like you're a child. You don't know how God works. You're trying to explain it to me. Most of what you think about that, I'm just going to write off as insane blah, you know. You're like, blatter. I understand it's a pretzel cracker. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a child. The, com the computer works. I turn it on, the screen lights up, and words. It's like, yeah, you know nothing about what you're talking about, but you want to play mine slayer on it or whatever it is you know you want to play a video game well were you trying to turn your brain off and you're just absorbing for what it is do you think you're getting indoctrinated <laughs> if you're not no. thinking about things <laughs> no interesting see for me the the just like as a, impressionable as you are <laughs> just like the child can't tell me about the computer James Gunn can't tell me about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Can't tell me about God. So now I'm trying to, to, to pay attention to the thing James Gunn can tell me about, which is a story. Okay. I'm like, what's the story you're trying to tell me? Well, where you did not feel impressioned upon, mm -hmm. do you think a child would... It's almost like an indoctrination into, like, this is how dumb you are to believe in your God and that he's a good, benevolent being. No, I don't yeah. think they would. That's crazy to me. 
it see it's setting the whole culture up for disbelief in God. Maybe. Mm. But I think I think it's late in the game at that point. I mm. think so much of culture's already tilted that way mm. that it's hard it's just to blame. A whole other thing. Yeah, it's hard to blame Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever mm. for it when I feel like Well, I don't blame it for the culture, but I don't think You think it's they're participating healthy. in the God bashing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I could say yeah. they're participating in the the stuff we think about religion is false and bogus. Mm. But since I I feel like my kids have the common sense through their upbringing with me to know if I were to let them watch it, to know that that's a load of crap. They know the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, they've seen that. So again, I don't worry about, and I don't critique the movie on its agenda towards or against religion. Oh, I, I would harshly. I'm critiquing it yeah. on the storytelling. Mm. If the agenda against religion was so much so that like it was impacting the story and making the story bad, then I'd be like, there, it's no different than watching uh, God's Not Dead or one of those movies, and if their agenda to get somebody saved is impacting your storytelling, I'm like, yeah. this is not And a f- it does. Yes, it's not a good yeah. movie to watch. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, I didn't think the religious overtones impacted the story. I think on a lot of times it added to it because it made that villain a much more compelling and creepy villain. Like very Especially much – Especially when he said like when they accuse him of being – like God, and he's like, "Well, no one else is doing it. Why not me?" Or whatever the exact line was. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised you didn't go the opposite way with it. Like, I thought it was a commentary on our Christian God for sure. Well, I'm surprised yeah. you didn't look at it as like it being almost reinforcing Christianity because he's a false god mm-hmm. and he's recognized See, as a false god. Yeah. I felt that way. I felt like the only time they only by the other beings who was in space with them, all these people on this planet didn't know. See, I didn't look at him as like a God character. I looked at him as like a Hitler character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at him as like trying to perfect the perfect race. And it was almost like retelling 19, the Great War of 1942. They went Maybe in trying to make Aryans. The, the male ego. Like you see yourself in the Star-Lord <laughs> uh, spot who knows the information and stuff, whereas most people would – maybe view themselves on the planet spot of I'm just the creation, you know? Mm. Chandra's just the creation. <laughs> <laughs> She's just space trash. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, does <laughs> Well, I, I forget if I know. I, <laughs> I'm just a man who thinks I know everything, so what do I know? <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying. She did. Oh, no. Now, when people watch something, they, they put themselves in the, you know, Mm. No, that is worth talking mm. about. That's not that the religious overtones work. Mm. That's where I start going to. When I sit down to watch a movie, I start looking at the storytelling. What are they doing with mm. the characters? What story are they telling? Is it worth my time? Mm-hmm. That's what made this movie good, not great. Because I could admit that it was a good story, and I, I there there are moments where I teared up a little bit. Like I'm not going to lie, it was very like I said, the best thing Marvel's come out with since uh, No Way Home, in my opinion. I felt like No Way Home was better, um, but it's it was better than the previous movies this movie was. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was better. Uh, oh. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, eh. I'm not sure which one would be See, better. See, I loved the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't even remember what was the second one, but I will remember more about the father. third. Mm. Oh, that big head that they yeah, lived Yeah, Ego. It was his father. Gotcha. Yeah, so the cool what was cool to me about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is that okay, so Quantum Mania was a big story with a big baddie in a realm that I didn't care anything about. It was in the Quantum Realm, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Yeah. And I fell asleep in the middle of that movie. Mm. It was just I could see that. it was so dull. 
Like I did mm-hmm. not enjoy that movie at all. This was a story that was told. Did you really, really like it? Oh, no. His stomach grabbed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she was laughing at that. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you didn't really like it. My, that, would have, that would actually have affected my opinion of you. <laughs> I'd have been like, you really like it. I would have watched and be like, I loved it. <laughs> Don't feel bad. My wife thought it was very enjoyable, but her favorite movie is Dumb and Dumber. So we watch movies for different things. But Quantum Mania didn't like it. It was in a realm I didn't, I didn't care about. was detached from. This movie was in a realm I was completely detached from, like Counter Earth or whatever it was. Mm. Still mm. thought the story was very, very compelling. I was engaged with the mm. story. Well, part of the reason I like the story so much is because it was giving you a background on why Rocket was the way Rocket is. Yeah. And that's always interesting. I, I like origin stories. Everyone does. That's why there's so many of them. <laughs> I thought yeah. they did really good with Rocket's origin story. Showing you the, I want to say dramedy, but and that's not the word. The horrible things that he went through without taking it too the trauma far. that he uh, has. Trauma is the yes. word I was looking yes. for. What he went through without traumatizing you in the experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like especially when they like found the file and it, it showed show them reacting the yeah. to it, not the actual what happened. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was worse than what happened to Nebula. Yeah. See, this is worse than what that was a good way to put it in perspective, too. Like, there's just, there were so many good aspects of the movie. So, talking about everything that was good about it, I felt like it was very compelling. I like the fact. Are you willing to go up from a a five? five Hold on, here's the deal. So, what was really good about it to me is that you can tell a story that's very compelling about a universe that I'm disconnected from, and it's not a world ending story. Mm -hmm. This, uh, the high evolutionary, Mm -hmm. he's a very compelling villain, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. have impact on the entire. Mm-hmm. ethos on everything it's a contained yeah. thing he has this little planet he set it up with his his little anamorphic people he's trying to make a perfect thing but earth's fine it, earth was f- obviously fine because star lord's in the end eating cereal with his gra- grandpa you know what i'm saying like it, it's totally has nothing to do with us it's not a world ending earth shattering thanos type thing yet it was very compelling which shows that they could do stories like that with other characters mm-hmm. and be very interesting without it being like, oh, it's the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like, and I liked that. Are we ready to go into what we didn't like about it? <laughs> I think I started with that. <laughs> uh, you kind of, yeah, you kind of So one of the big things that me and Chandler both agree on is we don't like in TV shows or movies when character when they have the character do something that the character wouldn't normally do. Yeah. It's not an earned choice. Yes, that to me was all of Nebula. And the entire Nebula. film. Wow. Like, it, like she didn't act like herself, like, maybe once in the entire movie. And, like, I get, like, her going through what she went through with Tony Stark could have changed her in, in game or whatever. But still, like, there's so much development of her character beforehand. It didn't warrant the changes she went through. It didn't warrant the way that she was in this. Did you hmm. see the holiday special? No. It's an hour long. It's actually really good. They kidnapped Kevin Bacon. Oh, to bring him for Star Lord for his to make get him make him that. feel happy or whatever for Christmas. They try to get him the best Christmas present ever, and they kidnap Kevin Bacon. That shows even more of her character development. Her mm. the softening of Nebula. That might be why I thought that then because I didn't see. Yeah, it. she she softened considerably uh, because of her connection with her and Gamora. The second Guardians of the Galaxy, their connection is is kind of even more evolved and like family, and she feels. In my opinion, Nebula felt like a redeemable character. Mm. But I do agree with what you're saying. That the unearned choices were thick through this whole movie. One of the main things I didn't like about it is is 
<clears throat> the story was cool, but the characters have now turned into caricatures of themselves. Mm. They made Drax a dumb butt, a complete yeah. idiot throughout the entire movie. And Drax was not an idiot. That was never Drax's thing. He was very thing. literal, so he was perceived as an there idiot. There was funny yeah. moments, comedic moments with him because he was a literal person. Mm -hmm. One of the funniest ones was when he was asking Ego in the second movie about whether or not he had a penis. He's like, did you make a penis? And he's like, oh, we don't want to know about that. He's like, he's like, well, he had to make a baby somehow. And then they're like, he says, I want to hear about my parents doing it. And Drax is like, why not? My father would tell us every solstice about the, about the story about how they impregnated my mother. You know, and it's like, it's fantastic. It's beautiful. Kevin you know, tries like, to get mom to do that to us on her birthday. So he wasn't like this idiot. He's just somebody who's, who was very literal. This movie, he's an idiot the entire movie. And I hated that. Mm -hmm. And then Gamora, t they tried to make her so angry and so evil at the start of the movie that by the end, when she softens and becomes like this lovable sort of person, it didn't feel earned yeah. at all. It's mm -hmm. like you cannot have that kind of transition over one movie. Yeah, It's like what they did with Game of Thrones where they tried to like change um, the mother of dragons, like her entire character by the like previously on. Oh, <laughs> you, abs <laughs> you absolutely compare Game of Thrones to everything. If you want to talk about unearned choices when she burns oh, the yeah. whole town, like let's set it all on fire. Yes, that's the unearned choice that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. You, you've wasted eight years of my life yep. or whatever, you know, with this <laughs> dumb show. But I felt like that was throughout. I really did not like what they did with the characters, which is what makes this movie good, not great. They also forced the comedy in, t in parts where it didn't need to be, I felt like. A lot of the comedy was yeah. forced. Drax laying down on the couch in the middle of the – when they're in that house yeah. that, and, and he's laying down, Drax, I can see – you know, it's like a little bit of that is funny. Yeah. The F-bomb was forced. There's no need for the F-bomb in that scene. Mm. I was like, open the effing door or whatever. Is get in the car. Like, there's – use it in a very sincere moment when D Rocket Raccoon finally gets his vengeance on the high evolutionary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting Rocket Raccoon or something like that if you're going to drop an F-bomb, if you have to. But not the way they used it. So, mm -hmm. But the characters to me also – now, you may not have picked up on this. You may well the way I did, and it's my fault because I'm sensitive to it. I felt like they were making fun of all the male characters throughout the entire movie. I felt like Star Wars, Star Lord, was this drunk idiot at the start of the movie, and throughout most of the movie had nothing good to contribute. Nebula picks up all the pieces, comes up, comes with all the plans, and is a bad A. You think they feminized Guardians of and, the Galaxy, right? Drax. Is so dumb and so ignorant. He's only he's just basically a wrecking ball. The whole the, what's her name has to be his like mother and monitor him the entire time. Nebula and Mantis both yeah, have Mantis. to monitor him, yeah. monitor him, and mother him the whole time. And in the end, when Mantis says she comes to the conclusion on her own, she goes, "I'm leaving the Guardians because all I did was what Ego wanted me to do for so long. Now all I've mm -hmm. done is what the Guardians want me to do for so long. I want to do what Mantis wants to do. Mm -hmm. That's cool. How did Drax find out what his calling was? Nebula told him." She's like, I realize you never were meant to be Drax the Destroyer, but you were meant to be a, a dad yeah. when he saw him with all the kids. Mm. And I'm like, so you give him no agency in his own life. It would have been way cooler if Drax looked and says, I was never meant to do the Guardians and this, that, and the others. I was meant to be a father. That was taken from me from Thanos. I'm going to go be a dad. Mm. Yeah, and it would have brought it all full circle that, back to yeah. – It would have showed yeah. depth in his character. Instead, he's so mm. stupid he can't even figure that out for himself. Mm. Now, do you think they did it that way because they're not continuing his character on past this? I think they did it that way. The way they chose to do it mm -hmm. was because 
the movie's self-aware and they know the things that work. So Drax was comedic relief, and B- Dave Batista improved a lot of stuff in the in those movies at times. Improved a lot of the comedy. He's a funny dude. But Gamora about to get her own movie too. Hmm? Like uh, the way they ended it with her, like you said, he's not going to be in it. So they did that with his character. Are they making a movie just on her? Is that why they did made these choices with her character? I think they're going to make a movie with Gamora and Star-Lord or a show with Gamora and Star-Lord or something because they said Star-Lord will return at the end of the whole movie, at the very, very end after the last end credit scene. They said Star-Lord will return. So it makes me think that people people got to be not satisfied with how Gamora and Star-Lord ended. Like they want them to be back together. So there's probably going to be either a Disney Plus series or some special that sees them get back together. But – I had no interest in Gamora at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm. She was so evil. It's like it wasn't her. You're a butthole. No one wants yeah. to be around you. Yeah. Um, and that was the only time I actually could be proud of one of the male characters was when Star Lord finally tells her, "Just stay away. Just get out of here." You know what I'm saying? Like, leave us alone. You're a butt. Like mm-hmm. after he goes through all the crap and he wants her gone, that's the only time I actually could be proud of me. Hey, man, you did a good job. Mm. I feel like they pooped on the male characters a lot through the whole movie. Mm. Didn't give them a whole lot of agency. And I'm not offended by uplifting female characters. I'm just, I'm just like, don't do that at the expense of your other characters. Yeah. You know. I thought from the preview they were setting up kind of a love triangle. And so in the movie they did make some jokes, but I don't think they were ultimately doing that. No. Yeah, with Nebula yeah. and – yeah. <laughs> don't leave me with that puppy dog. <laughs> Which just made – it just again, it made Star-Lord look like desperate and lonely. Yeah. And that's Which like, he was. But... Which he was, but like – yeah. It's when you clump it in with all the other stuff, it starts looking. Yeah, it just makes yeah. them the man, male characters look pathetic. On top of that, for some reason in this movie, he he just doesn't have his his mask and his rocket yeah. boots, which would have been handy when he's floating through the space. Yeah, I thought that would have watched it. I was like, doesn't yeah. he? Isn't he? Can he fly? <laughs> like, yeah, for some reason, he gives up his equipment that he's known for for this mission. Like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So the other male character that they clearly – again, this is another factoid of where they just abuse the male characters. Adam Warlock is a complete idiot. Yeah, He's absolutely a buffoon. Oh, yeah. In the comics, he's – Oh, and even naming him Adam? Talking about religious undertones. He's – in the comics, he's a legendary character. He's one of the reasons they're able to beat Thanos Mm -hmm. is Adam Warlock. He's, he's And he's very, very like influential throughout the entire comic universe. They made him just a bumbling, super powerful baby mm-hmm. in this in this movie. And I just was, again, pooping on the male characters. I didn't stay for the after scenes, though. It's just Did him. You? Yeah. So the one after scene shows the new Guardians. You've got Adam Warlock, Rocket Raccoon, uh, Groot, and then... A couple of the Kraggle kids. Or, well, Kraglin and... Uh, there's, so you see the whole who the new Guardians of the Galaxy are. Yeah, they're the, sitting on the rock, or it looks like a rock, but it's actually Groot. And rock, Rocket tells it, like, wake up, Groot, and then all those, like, dogs come. It's Adam Warlock and them, and they're all the new Guardians of the Galaxy. We stayed for it. <laughs> <laughs> but after that... <laughs> yeah, like after we that, at the same time. We walked the like so. at the same time. <laughs> after that scene, you get the final end credit scene where Star-Lord is just sitting there eating cereal with... Uh, his grandfather and he's that we didn't watch <laughs> and literally it goes to the marvel it's this star lord will return and you hear chris pratt in the background go, <laughs> like eating his cereal like throughout the rest of the credits you just hear him rolling with the That's audio of him eating cereal 
my question is, do you think this spells big things for or good things for Marvel future or bad things? Because this is apparently James Gunn's last movie with Marvel. Mm-hmm. He's moving to DC. He's taking over their stuff. I think it'll probably shift more focus to Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. I hadn't heard anything about Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, there's well, there's a new actual Spider-Man movie coming out, but also, have you watched any of the Miles Morales? I mean, I've seen that. The that the I loved one. the animated one. They're coming out with another Spider-verse. one of those as yep. well. Well, I mean, but that's Sony Marvel together. Yeah. So, which always makes them mad when the Sony Marvel movies do better than the regular Marvel. They're like, <sighs> what are we gonna do? You know. You know uh, the Spider-Man movie where all three Spider-Mans were there. Yes, that's No Way so Home. Good. Well, now they're, the new Flash movie they're having the both Batmans they're having Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. More than that. Oh. Remember what I told you? If you like this clip from the Not Gospel Studios channel, don't forget to share. Click on one of the other links and videos. You can find them here and here and subscribe. I think it's down here. Tell your friends about us. Tell them that it's healthy, that it's vegan, and all of those things. Keep being awesome because that's how God made you.